welcome to Into the Aether. It's a low-key video game podcast. My name is Brendan Bigley. I'm Stephen Hilger. Welcome Happy to- New Year. Oh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're recording this right now. It's it's December 30th in the time of recording. Stephen, what's the first game we're talking about in 2019? Uh, the first game we're talking about in 20... 20- wow. 2019 is Super Mario Odyssey. Uh, two years late to the hype, baby. That's how we, <laughs> that's how we do things on this show. Yeah, I just got this game for the holidays as a gift. It was very lovely. I'm surprised I haven't played this game already. I have played it, uh, for the record. Um, basically, <laughs> uh-huh. when the Switch came out, much like I had to borrow friends' cell phones in high school, I played the Switch exclusively at my friends' houses. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my friends had Mario Odyssey, and I loved this. I, like, I couldn't believe it while playing it. It was the first time I felt that way about a mainline Mario game um, after Mario 64. Um, oh, wow. Uh, cause I grew up, uh, uh, I grew up pretty closely with the Nintendo consoles. My sister had an NES yeah. was five years older. Um, I had a super Nintendo or we had a super Nintendo. Um, and then, uh, we got a 64 and like, I just remember like not being able to like, I mean, I was also seven, but like just not being able to like <laughs> grasp the idea right. of Mario being in 3d. Um, and I remember the game coming on and me like sitting there about to play it very excited. And I hit forward on the D pad because that's how you played on Super Nintendo. Right. And he was like stuck. And I was like, oh, no, is the game broken? Do I have to return this? Oh, man. Um, and then joystick and then just like unreal. Um, so why why so- is Mario Odyssey hitting you in that same way? Like, did because you've played Sunshine and Galaxy, correct? I didn't play Sunshine, World. but I did play Galaxy and 3D World, okay. um, which I both. Li- I don't. I don't think there is a bad Mario game in the mainline series. Yeah, like I agree with the that. Ma- like, there's plenty of bad Mario games in, in existence. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's one I just discovered the other day. Do you remember the Mario DDR game? Oh yeah, yeah. That game's like real weird. Look up <laughs> footage of it. There's like. <laughs> <laughs> the quote you hear whenever you're dancing well is everybody's watching you oh and my it's like, that's really? horrific <laughs> yeah and like mario never dances he just kind of flutters things away with his gloves and like sway. it's it's yeah. it is so bizarre that sounds like black mirror <laughs> <laughs> everybody's watching you yeah it, it very much is yeah sounds like the friend from the goofy movie the leaning tower of <laughs> jesus God. Well, here we are quoting Pauly Shore in 2019. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, so I was, and I was thinking about that. You you kind of asked the question that I've been asking myself of like why Mario Odyssey, having played it at a friend's house and now ha- now finally owning it, why does it feel like the most, like no other term related to, to some of it, like why does it feel so magical when like 3D World and Galaxy didn't quite as much? Yeah. I'm also really impressed they could up the ante on magical after going to space twice. Yeah. I don't know how they did that. Um, yeah, I do honestly think that it's just, I mean, everything you expect Mario to do well is there. The, the, the music is wonderful. It's a really beautiful game. Um, and the variety of worlds is probably the, the widest it's ever been, Mm -hmm. you know, like if, if anything, the series has always kind of flaunted, like, um, like a, a palette of genre. Like yeah. even in Mario 64, you had the like really fucking scary haunted house levels. Mm-hmm. Um, you had the really, I love the underwater music and all the Mario levels. Yeah. Um, I will occasionally just put on like the 10 hour YouTube video of the underwater music or the, yeah. um, or the save select music for 64. Yeah. Uh, That's my happy place. 
Jolly Shores or something. I forget. Jolly Roger Shore. Mm -hmm. Jolly Roger Bay. Look it up. Look it up. Look it up. I said that to you as if you were like a Google assistant. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> hey, Brendan. Hey, Brendan. Yes, Stephen. Look it up. Look it up. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, Mario Odyssey, I think the reason it feels so fresh, oddly enough, or at least the reason it feels like a big adventure to me, um, which I didn't really get the same from 3D World and from Galaxy, is the weird downtime between level transition. Mm. I really like the strange Wes Anderson cut of you and Cappy sitting in the in the living room and like looking at all the ornaments you've gathered throughout your journey. Yeah. Um and I think in addition to the to the variety of genre, like the variety of platforming in this game is insane. Like more than it ever has been. Yeah. Like I remember being really impressed by Mario Galaxy's use of gravity and like how you know you could run around like a small planet and like you got really used to like the gravitational pull of everything yeah but this game you go from like uh like a link between worlds uh being inside the wall as like 2d mario to jumping out an enemy jumping out and then possessing an enemy to like do a specific thing and then like getting a moon in the wall getting it outside of the wall um and just the the <laughs> I never thought I'd say like I love the possession mechanic in this Mario game but <laughs> yeah that could have easily been a novelty but I think like the game flaunts how quickly they can teach you basic mechanics and then how quickly you put two and two together on how to overcome an obstacle yeah I was just you know, about like, to say I, I think it's funny you mentioned Link Between Worlds because I, I think that this does a very similar and, and brilliant thing where it gives you basically all of the like neutral tools that you need right yeah. from the go like you know how to do every single movement in the game. And there are a couple like probably like higher tier, harder to do things that you will like either come to learn or master by the time you're done playing. Um, and you kind of need to for some of the, like the end game stuff. But anyway, you learn all that stuff very early on, but then it also simultaneously does the thing that Mario has always done very, very well. And it's like kind of always driven their design, which is every single world has different characters in them that you get to possess that are just introducing new mechanics that you get to use just long enough where you're like, I want more of this, but then you're off to the next one. Like they, they do that wonderful thing where it's like, I, I love this. I love exploring every single possibility space that has opened up because I get to do these like new exciting things where like my legs get really long and I get to fling myself around um, or just like weird shit uh, playing as a frog, for example, for like just <laughs> just long enough that you're like, I could play a whole game as this frog. You know that if you yeah. could play a whole game as the frog, it would suck. But that's just enough time that they give you as the frog to want that. And then yeah, you're on to the next thing. I love the being John Malkovich cutscene of you entering the frogs like unconscious. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty great. But you're right. Yeah. Like you, you get a feel of like what the game would be like as the character. Yeah. And every Mario game has done that. Well, every single, like I, I know this for a fact that they design their levels saying to themselves, here's a new mechanic. How long can we, can we keep this mechanic around before it gets even remotely stale and then cut it back yeah. even further than that? Yeah. And that also like the worlds are, I remember feeling this way in Mario Galaxy where like as soon as things got interesting, it was over. Like I remember feeling that constantly in that game. Like, yeah. I, and I loved Galaxy, but I remember being like, oh cool. I'm in, oh, oh I won. And then yep. I moved on to the next. And yeah. like that game came out when I was 17. So I wasn't like a strange old man like I am now being like, it's too easy. I'm like, of course it is. You're, <laughs> you're, you're your highest brain functionality. 
Yeah. Uh, but like this game feels both accessible and like there's a challenge there. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a reward there too. Like I, there's a lot of moons that you will just organically find playing around with the new powers you get. Yeah. I somehow really like the weird caterpillars that fall like an accordion. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're one of my favorite. Uh, they're one of my favorite things to possess. Brendan, <laughs> I said that again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I'm loving this game. Like I knew I'm, I'm right now getting to new donk city. How far into new donk are you? Uh, I just arrived there. So when I play this at a friend's house, I got, we got past it. So I know what happens. I know the, the songs and the highs and the lows. It's it's more just experiencing. It's not like this, you know, I, I'm, I've never played a Mario game for the story before, but it's more about just like experiencing <laughs> New Donk City. You haven't? Well, the DDR one has a pretty heart-taking like <laughs> Sam Shepard narrative. Uh-huh. Everybody's watching you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, I forgot that game existed, and I watched like a silent playthrough of it with a friend. We didn't watch the whole thing, but we we're just like, what is this? Um, <laughs> you dance against Bowser in the end. It's incredible. Wow. <laughs> Everybody's... I, guess, I gotta stop. New Dong City, yeah. I mean, that's that's also, as many pointed out, a funny world because there are like real proportioned people alongside yeah. Mario, which, which is kind of fun. Horrific, yeah. Horrific. Which, yeah, it raises a lot of questions about Mario. Considering Mario technically came from the real world, it went through the pipes, came out yeah. the other end in, in the Mushroom Kingdom. Um, like, what does that mean? What does that mean about New Donk City? What does that mean about our world? Um, there are a lot of existential questions that are raised by that. I'm more into the hyper-realistic T-Rex that you possess in the very beginning. Yeah. That's my Switch icon is the T-Rex with the mustache. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's just great. I mean, I'm almost... I don't really have anything interesting to say about it, really. I just <laughs> I just love it. Yeah. Um, and I think... I do think that... Uh, you said this with... Um, when we were talking about our games of the year with Let's Go Eevee, that you're like you felt the need to kind of highlight it because you're like, this will oddly go under the radar and like a full circle way where like, it's so mainstream Nintendo that people might write it off. Yeah. Um, I feel this way about Odyssey, which obviously like people loved it, but I think because it did come out, I was actually talking with a friend of mine about this because it did come out the same year as breath of the wild. Yeah. I do think it didn't really get the full moment in the sun it deserved. Because Breath of the Wild was just like so like I, if I had to compare the two games, I do think Breath of the Wild like has done more for like the medium in general than mm-hmm. Odyssey has. But I don't think Odyssey is far behind. And I, and I do think if you look at what they have done for their respective series, um, Odyssey was a really, really awesome step forward. Yeah, I, I, I really love it. It's interesting because I I don't entirely agree with that. Ah. no i it, it's weird because like <laughs> and i've mentioned this on the show multiple times like every time a mario game comes out i feel fucking nothing for it like i <laughs> i don't i don't want to play it like i don't care and i always get them anyway and then i always get super super invested and then like complete the whole thing yeah. every single time this ha- it happened with sunshine have with galaxy galaxy 2 3d world 3d land like all of them um yeah. and it happened again with odyssey I, I don't know what it is about about odyssey in particular it just it didn't connect with me on that level and it might have been because i was also simultaneously playing breath of the wild mm. but odyssey although i th- i think it is great every once in a while the worlds that you visit are just like very cut and dry like there's there is that one where you like possess little onions with the long legs yeah that one like i i just did not care at all like the music was great um, in that world but like 
I just did not care at all about being in that space. I loved the possession mechanic well, on that level. You know why? Because that's the level where you have to fight. Uh, so the recurring antagonists are the Brutals, which are the rabbit right. people. Yeah. That's the first time you meet the one whose main mechanic is that he's always sick. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he just throws it up is such a, like, I don't think he wants to fight. He's just like <laughs> always throwing up. <laughs> it's disgusting. He's like, you can't ruin Bowser's wedding. <laughs> it is like... I, I could not uh-huh. believe what I was saying. Like, that's your thing. Like everyone else is like a UFO hat or like, yeah, you know, like is quick or strong. And he's like, I'm just sick. Oh, that's the choice the hu- of the rabbits too. Like, I don't know why the rabbits are in the game. It's it, there's a lot of like confusing elements in that game. Like, although I, I love some of the worlds, I think new donk city is like, you could put a whole game in that place mm-hmm. and that would have been awesome. That would have been a great game. Um, but every once in a while, the worlds that you visit are like fine. I will say though, once you finish it and you have enough moons to like unlock some of the end game stuff, that game gets awesome. Like it rules, but you have to play the whole game first. I see. I I mean, l- listen. I haven't played enough of it to really have a have a um, concrete take on the world design in general. I think my vibe right now or my my takeaway right now is that they're fast enough that you don't feel like you're you're there you don't feel like it's too quick but you're it's fast enough that like if you don't mesh with the world you're on to the next one pretty soon yeah you can Um, you can leave pretty quickly in most cases i forgot to mention how much i love the costumes as well the customization oh yeah amazing uh the pirate cloak with the clown makeup is my ideal look yeah um it's terrifying, but um, I also love how expensive the boxer briefs are. They're like, we're going to make you work for this, <laughs> um, <laughs> which I did. I you did know, work I, for I, that. I so I really like the I like the rabbits because I just like seeing new Nintendo characters. I also like how they're the wedding planners. And I think I mentioned this to you. I think whoever wrote the story for this was either very stressed about their own wedding mm-hmm. or like was stressed about all their friends getting married because like. <laughs> <laughs> all the bosses like there's that in that same level you mentioned uh where there's that rabbit throwing up constantly on the top um is this robot that's like sucking up flowers for the wedding and yeah. it's like kind of reminded me of like a bloodborne boss and like a like bloody wedding dress <laughs> like you know operatic music playing yeah um yeah yeah man i mean i <laughs> bowser's horrific gardener or something you said yeah exactly <laughs> Um, I don't know. May, uh, at the end of the day, it's all subjective. I think I'm much more caught up in the whimsy of Mario than you might have been. As you said, when they come out, you feel nothing. Yep. Um, just a pretty declarative statement. <laughs> I, uh, I, I get where you're coming from though. Cause it's so easy to be like, okay, like another Mario game. But like, if you look back on the series, they have always with the exception of maybe 3d world, which I do really like, I think that's a very fun co-op game. Um, they've always taken really like fresh steps away from what works. Like I always think back to my two favorite probably are super Mario World and Yoshi's Island. Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking at me with a strange face and you threw your hands up in the air. What's going <laughs> Sorry, on? 3d, 3d world is maybe my favorite one. Oh really? Yeah. I think that that Why one that? nails the like quick pace of introducing mechanics and then moving you on to the next one. Much, like it just nails it on a level that no other one can because it decided to like you said take a step back away from what works and just like get to the Do core works. of what really like holds that franchise together <laughs> which is very short levels tuned for one mechanic each 
Um, and they tried to do that with, with uh, Odyssey, and I, I think it just kind of stretches some things out where it shouldn't. But I think, I think that's a great point, though, because I think that you're right that 3D World feels like a finely tuned instrument in yeah. its mechanics. Um, and some of the later game stuff is like really, really fun to do with the friends. It's like you're just like, we got to beat this level. There's yeah. that one where the platforms keep switching on and off, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's so fun. Um, it's a great game. I think more about... To me, that game felt like a game. It is very self-aware of it being a Mario game. Everything is an amalgamation of a past game. It's very self-referential. Yeah. There's nothing really new in that game in terms of like the whimsy or adventure. Again, we're not playing Mario for the story. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there is none. <laughs> right. But I think in terms of the sense of like what the world is and the excitement, and I guess the term I keep using is whimsy. Like Mario 3D World is not a game where you're going to get the moment you do in Mario 64 where you hop out of the warp pipe for the first time and you just see like the castle's like front like yard. Yeah. Um, the, the open hills and like, oh shit, I can go anywhere. Mm-hmm. But that sense of spectacle is like non-existent in 3D World. Yeah. Which isn't necessarily saying that it's bad. It's like, I want that in a Mario game and you get that in Odyssey. Like the first time you power up your ship and like adding to the ship and, and adding to your wardrobe and mm-hmm. like seeing the new planets. Um, and again, like even if one doesn't click with me, I know that the next one's coming up really soon and I could choose how long I want to stay on each planet. Yeah. So that sense of adventure, that sense of spectacle is very strong in, in Odyssey. And that's why I think it's resonating with me a lot more than maybe it did with you. Yeah, no, I agree with all that. I, and I just yeah. want to make it very clear. Like I really, really enjoyed Mario Odyssey. I did not dislike yeah. that game. It just didn't, it just didn't grab me the way, uh, past Mario games have, even though again, I did finish it. <laughs> like I did yeah. get to the end. Um, this is just, this is just my strange Mario cycle is, no, I mean, but that's the thing I'm Nintendo, especially with the Mario formula, they always change it enough that whatever your preference is, there's going to be a game for that. Yeah. Um, I think of the 3D ones, this is probably my favorite alongside Mario 64. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of the whole series, I think Super Mario World is still like the 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 peak of the of the brand for me. Yeah. But I love Yoshi's Island. Um, and I think I love Yoshi's Island because they could have easily made Super Mario World a sequel and like added a couple new worlds and maybe add like a new suit or whatever. Yeah. But they chose to make Mario into a baby that had nothing. <laughs> They're like, you're nothing now. Yeah. Yoshi's the star. Um, which is cool because if you play enough Super Mario World, you do kind of feel bad for Yoshi. So I'm glad uh, they got their own adventure the next yeah. time. Yeah. And like that game, uh, it's sort of like. Uh, Majora's Mask following up Ocarina of Time it was just so different uh, and at the time I think people weren't really into that but as years have gone by you look back and you're like what an amazing follow up to an incredible like yeah predecessor yeah and that's what um, Nintendo's good at they're good at subverting your expectations for what's coming next even going so far as making a direct sequel to Mario Galaxy when nobody expected them to make a direct yeah. sequel to a Mario game ever yeah, I didn't play. The only ones I haven't played are Sunshine and Galaxy Two. Mm. Um, Galaxy Two is great. Uh, yeah, I, I've heard Sunshine is great as well. I love Sunshine Sunday, too. I kind of treated Luigi's Mansion as like the main Mario game I got for that generation. Interesting. Uh, yeah, which maybe wasn't the best choice. Uh-huh. Um, but no, I like Luigi's Mansion. It just talk about it over too soon. It's like, oh, that was it. All right. Yeah. Cool. See. It. That's how uh, the 3DS one feels. Also, Dark Moon. Yeah. 
Um, I always compare it like A in Mario jumps, A in Luigi's Mansion tells you how scared Luigi is. So, <laughs> yeah. Mama Mario. Um, can I just mention, give a quick shout out to my favorite character in Mario Odyssey, real quick? Yeah. Uh, Uncle Amiibo is a small <laughs> robot who sits next to your ship in every world uh and when you go and you press a he goes hey you got any amiibo and uh <laughs> i just think he's terrifying um in every way that a, a small Roomba can be terrifying <laughs> hey kid i got into the spider-verse on blu-ray and it's like just him <laughs> in the theater filming it with his like yeah. camera features right yeah i i think that un- honestly uncle amiibo i almost called him uncle Roomba. uncle amiibo <laughs> I, I think weirdly enough it has the exact same energy like like just kind of puts it out into the universe that waluigi does <laughs> and when waluigi inevitably gets added to super smash brothers as the fifth dlc i will mm. immediately start my campaign to get uncle amiibo in smash brothers in some way shape or form as an assist trophy maybe yeah um, well i mean we could go playable fighter but i don't know how my favorite character <gasps> so far in Odyssey, which I did write in all caps, mm-hmm. I wrote, I can't get over Glydon. Oh, um, yeah, Glydon's good. Glydon's a pterodactyl that kind of dances like Funky Kong's theme is always playing. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> and he's like, hey, man, I love gliding. If you like gliding, we're going to have a great time together. And then you can possess him yeah. and then just glide back down. <laughs> that is it that's all he does he doesn't say anything else he has no other thoughts objectives he's like the opposite of icarus if icarus is like ambition becoming your fall yeah he literally just glides down like he falls but he has accepted it right um oh i love it him revels so much. in it, it even the, yeah. the minute you unpossess him he's also the only character that seems like he's ready to be possessed <laughs> he's like please the free, everyone else free is like, me from my coil <laughs> everyone else is like wear your hat do not step outside without wearing your hat unless you want to be possessed yeah um yeah i was like man. oh shit there's somebody possessing people <laughs> Get Yo, me in I can take that. a break. I can take a break from being in my own consciousness. <laughs> Gliding down. Everybody's watching me. Sorry. The Mushroom Kingdom's talking. a prison, man. Free me. <laughs> hey, Mario, you going to New Donk City? Do you want to get the leading tower of Chichichiza? All right, I got to stop. Good lord. Yeah, Odyssey. It's wonderful. Um you probably have it if you don't get it. Um Yeah, it's a great it's a great game. I, I just said a lot of negative things about it, but I really do enjoy it a lot. Uh I also like how your hat is a ghost. That hasn't really been talked about too much. Cappy's yeah. like a ghost. Cappy is a straight up ghost. Yeah. Yeah. Um The question cool. is, did is Cappy a ghost that possessed a hat or is Cappy a ghost hat? I think there's enough fodder to to suggest that Cappy is the ghost of Mario's hat because mm-hmm. the game begins with Bowser stomping on your hat and it like shredded in the wind. That's true. Falling, um, and you go into a strange graveyard of hats when you meet Cappy. Um, I do have so. a, like a kind of horrific question. R e yeah, go for it. Possession is Cappy just possessing the body of Mario? Are you controlling Cappy controlling Mario or are you controlling Mario? Like, is there actually like a teamwork element happening here or is Cappy like a, a, a frightening kind of Zool-esque figure? My response to that is you're going to love the plot of Undertale. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. All right. Um, yeah, all right. I think that's it. I had the Traveler's Guide 
I, I was gifted the copy of Odyssey that comes the Traveler's Guide. I kind of want to see. Oh, it's just, it's just a walkthrough. Yeah. I was hoping it was going to be like a bit more flavor. Although there is a biography uh, in French. Let me move to a different one of the guy who always throws up. His name is Spewart. Um, is <laughs> oh, no. That's his name. I have in my hands in the Traveler's Guide to Mario Odyssey the biography of Spewart. It is incredible. Uh-huh. Can I read it out loud to you? Yeah, please read it. This is canon. This is like Nintendo published. Mm-hmm. Unbelie- this is something we would make up. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> do, you want, okay. do you want a backing track for this? I do. Spewart. This wild hair is secretly the sensitive artist of the Brutals. What? Spewart may seem savaged, but he really just loves to paint. <gasps> he loves painting so much that he doesn't even need a brush. <laughs> Or his fingers. Oh. And will use poison paint. <laughs> okay. Look, some people just have to suffer for their art, all right? And that's it. That's his bio. Whoa, that's it? <laughs> it just Spirit ends there? is a rabbit man who just wants to paint and uses his own poisonous bile to do so. Oh my god. Wow. Wow. I knew there was something more that, to him, because everyone else like cares more about fighting. He's just very sick. Yeah incredible well that that raises like a lot of questions right because like then your fights are not him fighting you it's him trying to create art and you're kind of fucking that up for him <laughs> you know what i mean he's just trying he's just trying to do what he loves and you're coming in here i have this thing we talked about this once briefly before you played this game i have this thing about this game where i think that you might be the bad guy mm. And I, th- I think there's a situation in which potentially Peach is like, oh, fuck, it's Mario. He's trying to say, like, I wonder if Peach, like, actually needs to be saved from Bowser. Like, is Bowser constantly kidnapping Peach or is Peach just like, yeah, I, I like Bowser. Like, Bowser and I are, like, good together. Like, this is a great match yeah. between the two of us. And Mario keeps thinking that he's saving me. He keeps trying to be this, like, weird white knight figure. You talked to me once about... uh you read the biography of all the Marvel villains and how it's just like a resume of failure yeah, because they a, never a, win. Yeah, a chronicle of mishaps. Yeah. Bowser at this point, I think goes into this knowing he's not going to win, you know? Mm. I, 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 so I wonder if there's an element of if the minute Bowser stops <laughs> kidnapping anybody, yeah. there will be no more adventure. Mm. There will be, there will be, there will only be Mario party. <laughs> well, okay wait wait a second i just had a brain blast what if yeah yeah, yeah. um thanks jimmy um I, what if what if <laughs> okay <laughs> go, go 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 okay hear me out everybody's watching you we're, we're, go, we're gonna we're gonna go with the the classic timeline the like the timeline theory of mario games right mm-hmm. put odyssey in there whatever it still fits in before party and cart and all of those things Mm-hmm. What if Bowser was continually kidnapping Peach just because he saw the friendship between Mario and Peach and Yoshi and Luigi and all these people and was like, I don't have any friends. All my friends are, are people who I pay and are actually afraid of me. I want actual companionship. I want actual friendship. Yeah. How and- often can I play? Can I play Mario Kart with Kamek before I need to start stirring the pot? You know? Right. Well, okay. Right. So what if he was continually doing this just to insert himself into that friend group and eventually Mario and company, Mario and friends realized that this was the reason that Bowser was doing this in the first place and was like, Bowser, you don't need to kidnap a human being to be friends with that's not how you become friends with this kind of like a kind mm. of like a prince zuko redemption arc mario was just like hey like you could just 
come race cars with us. Like you don't have to like kidnap someone. <laughs> you can just like come like hit a dice block and we'll like run around this like big game board and have fun. Like you don't have to like be an evil figure. You can just be good and be friends with us. And that's that's where the transitional phase between Mario Adventures and cart and tennis and soccer and uh, aces uh, and 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 golf advanced tour etc come from dance dance yeah. revolution <laughs> starting that's mario the that's what ends the timeline that's what starts the anger back um, <laughs> there in my head is an ending to odyssey 2 or whatever the next mario game is mm-hmm. where it ends with like bowser defeated on a cliff like belly on the ground like soft breaths and mario walking over and uh it, that that whole that whole thing is revealed bowser's like i bowser and then next to the text bowser is like the bowser face so you really know it's bowser uh-huh that's what everything odyssey does <laughs> yeah, like great. i get it yeah <laughs> um i bowser like have been doing this i just always wanted to hang out with you and then mm-hmm. mario puts his glove on bowser's shoulder and goes you could have just asked yeah and then bowser bowser goes i've been waiting for you to speak and then credits <laughs> that's it yes that's how it ends yeah i think you're right i think that there, there's definitely if there's any kind of story here or lore worth digging for it's bowser's motivation yeah Cause, absolutely because i don't think we live in a world where he's just a creep who wants to marry peach that's what we get that's yeah. the surface yeah. level and obviously that makes him the villain. But I think if you look at the history, there's something going on with Bowser this has kids already. Like, like Bowser. Like- <laughs> yeah, he has a family that he keeps hidden from all this. Yeah. He doesn't want to put them through. Uh, yeah, I think he, you're he on something friendship. there. We'll see what happens in the next one. <laughs> yeah, I could I could see them doing Odyssey too. truly. That's the one thing. And I felt this way with Galaxy, but I was proven wrong. I don't know what the sequel to this would be. I almost feel like you would have to go kind of back to basics. Or like really, I don't know, man. Like I don't know how to follow Odyssey. That's I have a feeling that both Zelda, like the next Zelda game and the next Mario game are going to be either continuations of or similar to Breath of the Wild and Odyssey. I, th- I think I think whatever comes after Breath of the Wild is going to be in the same engine, is going to be um, kind of a similar vibe, maybe a little bit back to basics, like you said, get some like classic dungeon shit in there. I think Odyssey is going to be more worlds to visit. Um, whatever comes after that, I mean, uh, it's yeah, gonna, it's I can see Odyssey worlds. too. I can see, and I would like that. Um, and revisiting New Dunk City. The thing about Breath of the Wild is that that's such a. It's almost become like Elder Scrolls in the sense of like we have the formula down. Now we just want to see like what the new setting is and what the new story is, right? Because um, that's a game I think we now play for the story in some ways, or at least for the characters. So like. Is there a world where we get like a Breath of the Wilds kind of map and structure mm-hmm. with like the Wind Waker world, you know, where it's like all sailing? I don't I don't see that. But like, you know, that's sort of the questions that that are raised when you say, like, what's the next Zelda going to be? They could easily have this kind of mechanic with a very different setting, um, which I think would be really cool. Yeah, that's what I would do with it. Um that's what I would want to see done with it. But I also don't think there's going to be a new Zelda for a long time based on just like the DLC they've already put into it. and like how like big that game is i could see a new zelda at the end of the switch but i hope there's another one soon so i'm you look like you're confused i would i no 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 i'm not confused i would bet new zelda comes out in 2020 okay i think we're gonna see it real soon i think we'll hear about it this year i think it's gonna come out next year because i think it's gonna be the same engine i think they're gonna try and like Mm. really fucking like churn it out um kind of yeah oh that'd be sick 
It'd be cool too to have a Zelda that isn't like at the end of a system's lifespan for both systems. That's yeah. what we've gotten for the last two. Um, or yeah, no, it, Skyward Sword was only on the Wii, but like whatever. I also think we're gonna get some revised Switch hardware sooner than later as well. Um, so the I, new I, Switch. I th- I f- like you joke, but I think that's <laughs> happening. Um, <laughs> it comes with Uncle Amiibo in the box. Yeah. Uh. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that's going to happen. So I think the switch is going to be around for a while. And I think that the new Zelda is going to come sooner than we're thinking it's going to show up. Um, I am hoping for some ports, but anyway, that we're very off topic. Mario Odyssey, a good game for the Nintendo switch. It's great. It's Featuring Uncle Amiibo. It's my favorite and Glidon and Glidon super Glidon Odyssey. <laughs> that's the next one. You just play Glidon. <laughs> Fuck. Where am I? <laughs> Where'd I glide to this time? Oh, fuck. Where's my spaceship? Oh, I never even had a spaceship. That's when Mario is in my conscious mind. I don't have anything. Well, time to get something. Da, 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 da. That's a credits roll in. Uh-huh. Yeah. Glide on learns about, learns about yeah. fucking capitalism, becomes like a consumer pig. <laughs> Are you telling me I can own all the railroads? Fuck. I never have to glide again. I can buy companies that sell the same product and secretly remain the monopoly. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And then that's where Super Mario Monopoly comes in <laughs> <laughs> to the timeline. Why did you have to turn Glidon to a capitalist pig immediately? <laughs> <laughs> He's become Mr. Peanut like in, in a matter of seconds. You introduced Glidon wanting to, to own material objects. <laughs> that wasn't my idea. I was yes ending Mar- that. <laughs> Mario Choo Choo. I own all the railroads. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why Mario and friends start riding uh, go karts everywhere. Yeah, that's the Mario party where everyone's in the same cart for one turn. <laughs> I think my glad on impression has disturbed my apartment because I just heard a bunch of footsteps above and below me. So let's move on. <laughs> all right. Well, I think it's break time then. Time to glide away. Whoa. The next stop is Delawana. When leaving the train, please watch the... I own the railroad. I'll tell you when the next stop is. <laughs> glide away. Ooh, we're back. Hello and welcome back to the podcast called Into the Aether. It's me, Brendan, here talking to Stephen Hilger about Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, a game he impulse bought on my couch. I did. Brennan saw the full, uh, the full spectrum of my thoughts as I watched him. Because I was like, "Can you show me? Let's go, Evie. I haven't seen it yet." And I watched him play, and I was like, "Do I buy this right now, or do I wait?" What was the moment? Was it the moment that I uh, showed you that you could ride on Snorlax's belly? I think. I think it was. Was it the moment I rode an Onyx <laughs> through Saffron City? I think it was the moment you talked to Slowpoke and he said nothing. And I was like, you know what? There's never going to be a good time to spend 60 bucks. So why not make it now? Um, yeah. So I picked up Let's Go Pikachu because I knew you got Eevee. Mm-hmm. And I was equally down for either friend. Um, I've been playing it and it's it's awesome. This is a game that I think uh, I debated internally a lot about getting. We've talked about it a decent amount. I think we talked about your first impressions with it. And I was playing Ultra Sun on 3DS. Um, in the episode applause for Jens Kruger. Mm-hmm. So if you want to hear Brendan's first thoughts, you can go to that one. Yeah. Um, I've always been wanting to get it. I think this game attracted gross amount of detractors right away for adopting certain game choices, uh, mostly the Pokemon Go mechanics for catching and like other things. Yeah. I will say right off the bat, as you said in our 
in our other episode, the game of the year one, like I do think every choice they made works for the most part. Yeah. I really like um I really like catching Pokemon in the wild, seeing them in the grass and and the divide of catching them and then fighting for trainer battles or fighting for like the legendary catches. Um I do think is like the way to do it going forward. Yeah, it's awesome. I will say I did kind of already mess up my game because I really wanted to catch a shiny Sandshrew. <laughs> so I caught like 60 Sandshrew in a row and now my entire team is grossly over leveled yeah. like no one stands a chance like the game's already yeah. on the easier side but like no one stands a chance quick refresher uh every pokemon you catch gives your entire team experience so it's not just right. like you're battling for experience but it is also anything you catch uh can level up your pokemon so when you go on those tears where it's like i'm just gonna do a catch combo forever so i can get a diglet with a blue nose um that will level up all your pokemon a lot yeah um but i do love how on the go you can rather than having to go to your laptop you can switch out pokemon just in the menu yeah Um, i think that's great and i think sending excess pokemon to professor o to get candy to level up their stats it's just like that's just such a seamless gameplay thing yeah it ties everything together it it makes everything like an interconnected web of mechanics that just make the gameplay more fun easier more interesting even yeah I do think that I was underestimating how much the spectacle of revisiting the counter region was going to hit me. Yeah. Because I, I, as we've talked about on the show a lot, I, I have played pretty much every version of Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Like, I've kept up with the series. So, like, I, I think there's a decent amount of people out there that are, like, kind of red and blue purists, which I, like, don't agree with. Yeah. But at the same time, I can't deny that, like, obviously red and blue was the first one I played. And I do have, like, a special attachment to that area and to that generation of pokemon yeah so if i'm gonna see any region in full 3d with like a, a orchestra music and all that like that just that just works mm-hmm. um and i think even if you don't know the region you're still gonna have a great time and that's really the, i think in a nutshell you've said this better than i am now but now that we're on the same page having both played it it's more of a vibe than like a traditional pokemon game yeah i think it's more about you know i think that even the best Game Boy games, you have that feeling of detachment because like you're not your Pokemon are, are kind of just like stats in your pocket, you know? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you, you sometimes don't really get they've they've gotten better in recent games of, of having them be a bit more interactive. But seeing your Pokemon follow you around, being able to ride some of them, being able to see how big they are. Yeah. Um, you know, as we often discuss, like Onyx being like a basically like a kaiju of rock. Yeah. Like, <laughs> literally skyscraper size like if you bust out an onyx in saffron city you are the size of buildings and like encountering an onyx in the wild is like i got gas i'm like oh my god it's a giant yeah Yeah. um you remember for a second that your character is a 10 year old kid you know and it's like oh my god this thing is terrifying i think seeing pokemon in the wild is like it should never be undone i think i think that's the way to do all the games in the series yeah um so i'm having a blast i also like uh the ability to like i normally like choosing who i start with but like obviously pikachu's rad and i love being able to like put them in dumb clothes and (laughs) and you know and like have an interactive experience with them that's that's really cute and fun yeah and yeah i'm just having i'm having a great time with it it's a very great game to play like right before you go to bed or on the train yeah and and that's what i mean like i think i do think that the trainer battles are are pretty easy especially with my like at this point, every hit I do is like in Smash when you like hit someone at 300% and they just go flying out. Like that's every <laughs> battle. Yeah. Um, 
And I will say the only thing I don't like, and this is where I can kind of see people who may be disappointed with this game. Um, I don't like how you're not allowed into a gym until you have the effective type against it. Um, I think that I understand that they are like are more directly instructing you on how the mechanics of the game work. But I think that even kids who are new to the series, like that's part of of like figuring out the game. And like Mm. it's also like pretty easy to figure out. And I think that there is a thrill in beating a gym leader without the super effective type or even like there are some games, uh, Pokemon White and Black. The first gym actively chooses the type that's effective against you. Yeah. Um, And I think that, you know, I'm not saying the game should do that, but I think that there is fun to be had and like customizing your team the way you want to i don't like how i can't even enter the gym until i have like the effective type like you know it's it's yeah. not game that's only i think for, for the first gym though oh it's only for the first gym? yeah they, they okay. change your requirement for each gym <clears throat> gotcha gotcha that makes sense yeah so like i think the next gym is like you have to have a pokemon that's a certain level i think after that it's like show me that you've caught this many pokemon um things like that Okay, cool. Well, then, I mean, like, and that wasn't like a huge negative in my head, but I was just sort of like, okay, like, tell that to the eight-year-old me who beat Brock with Charmander. You know, that was a cool moment for me that, um, but at the same time, this game is not going for that experience. Um, And I think that anyone who is writing the game off immediately should play it first before doing so. Yeah. Because like you said, you're going to have a great time with it. it. It's probably not... And this is coming from someone who only does Nuzlocks, by the way. Like, I only, <laughs> I only play Pokemon for Nuzlocks. This is almost the opposite experience where, like, I'm very closely catering my team to, like, what exactly I want. Because right. you can catch, like, 8 million of one type. It's like, what is the best Oddish? Um, right. You know, and I have the best Oddish. Thank you. Hey. Their name is Person, so they're Gloom now. They follow me around. Yeah. Being followed around by Gloom is exactly the trainer vibe I want to give off, by the way. <laughs> uh, it's I, like, you know exactly how I operate as a trainer with Gloom following me around. Yeah. That's how I feel with, with my Pidgeot, because I'm just like, I'm, I'm just like evoking Top Gun at all times. <laughs> I'm evoking, I guess, like uh, early 90s underground with Gloom me around. <laughs> my bloody Valentine's playing at all times. Hell yeah. I'm not gonna hum shoegaze to you. This is not that kind of show. <laughs> uh, I'm glad that you are having the experience that I was hoping people would have because I, I feel like this is the kind of game where, like you said, it's very easy to write off until you play it, and suddenly once once you are immersed in those mechanics, it all clicks. It all clicks in a way where it's like, oh, these were all the correct choice. Like it is this. Yeah. This is the future of Pokemon games, and it. I have a strong hunch that the 2019 one will have some kind of blend of those and i think that's going to piss off a lot of people who skipped this game um but yeah. again if they had just played this one they probably would have had a great time because it's still pokemon yeah. you know yeah exactly and i think the the perfect game for me would take a lot of the design choices from this game and, and have it be like a little bit more challenging in the traditional sense of what you'd expect from the series yeah but I don't think that works against this game at all. Yeah. Um, I just think that that would be like a fun step for the series to try out. Um, because I think that this game is succeeding at exactly what it is trying to accomplish. Oddly enough, and stay with me here, because I might be like, what the, Stephen, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to curse that close into the mic. Um, I'm t- I sound like quiet. Yeah, on if, again. if you're going to curse, please lean away. <laughs> Stephen, what the fuck? <laughs> are you talking about um it reminds me of kind of how i play uh 
Diablo 3 with my roommate. Mm-hmm. We're like, we play that game at a difficulty that is like just challenging enough that we're not like falling asleep. But the game is mostly about like playing together the vibe and like just finding cool armor for a character. Yeah. This game is just about kind of enjoying the cancer region and like making your team exactly how you want them to be. Yeah. Do you want Pikachu in a tracksuit? Hell yeah, you do. He's in one. Right. And and it just it, it feels like it reminds me of how I felt when I played Pokemon Snap as a kid. I'm like, oh, I love that Pokemon are like real and they're and they're walking around and they're alive in this universe. Mm-hmm. And that's what you get from Let's Go Pikachu. They're not just in your PC or in your pocket or like, uh, you know, uh, stiff thumbnails like they are walking around living and breathing. You could ride them around. It's it's great. I yeah, love it. I would I would not discount the fact and, and uh, I have two points to make on this, but I would not discount the fact that you definitely over leveled yourself very early on in the game. Um, and you're going to feel that for a while. Yeah. I did the same thing. And then Misty re- is going down. I've got yeah. a Venusaur and a gloom. Look there, out. There you go. <laughs> and a Pikachu. Never mind. I did the same thing. And then I kind of pulled back and I was like, okay, I, I have like kind of screwed myself in terms of the difficulty curve of this game. Um, yeah. so I think it's a very easy thing to do once you realize like the catch combo and, and just once you kind of have the excitement of going out and catching everything that you're seeing, because like it is fun and exciting to do that again, because I think of the mm-hmm. Pokemon Go mechanics, which is surprising. But on the flip side, if I were to say like I request this one change specifically, I think that it would be probably for the best if they would allow the game to scale with you to avoid that. I, I think like the fact that everything is so set in stone um, that the the mechanics allow you to overlevel yourself that early on in the game and and make yourself such a horrific like nightmarish force for everything that you're gonna encounter from that point on. That is maybe a flaw in the game design and and making it almost uh, Elder Scrolls esque in its adapting trainer levels and gym levels to where you are would probably benefit it greatly. I think. Yeah, I fought. So there are the trainers that are like the uh, the coach trainers yeah. that are like a little bit more difficult. This guy's like, you think you have what it takes to beat me? And he's like a level thirteen meowth, and out comes my gloom. There's like the clouds yeah. turn into <laughs> fog, and like uh-huh. the his Pokemon just evaporated. He was like, "Wow, you are pretty good. And yeah. I got all his money." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that, I think that is the way to do it. And I think maybe I mean at a certain point, if you're catching Pokemon that are way lower level than you are you're not going to gain that much experience right but you get a lot from the chain combos which is how you more effectively catch shinies so right. you know i caught 60 sand shrews um i did keep one don't worry but i have like 500 tough candies now so don't worry that's great yeah it's it's just a great time I, i'm i want to play it just even talking about it yeah and i do think that like i have friends who are very into the series that have kind of written the game off and they're really missing out. You know, I think it's a different experience than than you have in the past, despite it being so familiar. Um, I think that's really cool. Yeah. I just think um, it's hilarious that like I, I hate to use this word, but I'm going to use it. Gamers, quote unquote. I, it's like Spewster. What's his name? So- Spewbert. What is <laughs> Spewert? Spewert. There it is. Okay. So- oh, Spewart. That's it. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Okay. I thought about this. Well, anyway, yeah. every time I say gamers, uh, Spewart gains his wings. I don't know. 
<laughs> Every time you say gamers, Spewart like dribbles a little bit of purple yeah. throw up out of his mouth. Uh, what was I even fucking talking about? Oh, yeah. So um, I, I, th- I think it's very interesting that like the larger gaming community will shit all over like a Call of Duty for being the exact same game every year and then gets upset the yeah. one time the Pokemon decides they want to change the mechanics up a little bit. Right. I, th- I think that this game is awesome. I'm almost at the end of it at this point. Um, I haven't really talked about it since I started playing it, but I am at the final gym. Uh, I'm going around and catching all the legendary birds right now. And like every time you go and face one of those, it is like horrific. It is like a mm. scary moment when one of those birds shows up uh, and it's rad. I love it. I love this game. It's cool as hell. Um, would it be yeah. higher on my game of the year list by the time I'm done with it? I don't think so, but I still am having a great time with it. Yeah. I don't think it would be on my top 10 because I know I, I we talked in the in that episode about like, are there games we didn't play that would be? Yeah. And I say that recognizing that this this year that has just passed by the time you listen to this, dear listener, mm-hmm. was full of amazing games. So like not being on the top 10 is no like it's no like a negative quality. Yeah, I just think there was stuff that kind of hit me harder, but I would absolutely recommend it if you have a switch um, and you're looking to get like uh new games especially new nintendo games um this alongside mario odyssey i think are are must-haves um for the switch agreed mm-hmm. I, w- I would consider this a must-have and i think a lot of people yeah. wouldn't but i i think it is an amazing experience i think it's an experience you wouldn't have with the other games and i i, I say that as someone who's played a lot of them so yep if there's, if there's any merit to that there is because i have played uh, what am i saying i'm turning to spirit <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Let's move on. Goodbye. I'm done. Goodbye. Pokemon. Goodbye, Pikachu. Goodbye, Eevee. Bloop. Oh, I will say real quick that the my favorite part of Let's Go Pikachu is when it becomes a Rattata bullet hell of you just like <laughs> the Pokemon pop out of the grass. Yes. And like Rattata's like sprint right at you. Yeah. So like, I don't want to catch another Rattata, like just dodging Rattata's left and right. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. Oh, yeah. and objectively the scariest thing in that game is uh when a Mr. Mime spawns, he rises yeah. he rises out of the grass like he's been summoned amongst the <laughs> pentagram of candles. It's like horrific. You know how in uh, Ocarina of Time when it's nighttime, all the skeletons come out of the ground? Yeah. When it's That's nighttime, what Mr. Mime Kanto, looks like. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Mime is probably like, bah, ah, Mr. Yeah. Mr. Yeah. Um, and yeah. if you catch one and have it follow you, whenever it stops, it starts building like an invisible wall between you and it. It's really scary. Mr. Mime is Ugh. terrifying. And, and no, yeah, awful. at no point in the history of the franchise has it been more evident than in this game, which is maybe reason enough to buy it or to not buy it. <laughs> Who follows you around? Pidgeot? Yes. I like, I like or the, Haunter. uh, I like the Pokemon trainer profiles of us with Pikachu and Eevee on our shoulder and then Gloom behind me and Pidgeot behind you. That kind of sums up our Earth versus Wind vibe. You know? <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm the Earth drooling yeah. and a bit sick. Gloom is the most spewert of all of them, I feel. Do you think I think we're gonna have to get a third a co-host on this show that has like a, a magmar following them or something so we can have earth wind and fire <laughs> or can our third co-host just be magmar i would love that yeah like hey it's steven i played the new zelda it's pretty good i think it could be better but i think it's good uh, what do you think magmar yeah i agree uh, <laughs> how's fucking, your brother like, doing burnt, like melted switch like <laughs> Magmar, Magmar. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, there's a warning on the back, Magmar. You can't just uh, 
Magmar. Give you a nickname? I mean, I think we've we've known you for so long as Magmar that it feels weird to call you like James now. But all right, James, fine. Magmar. I know Maggie's more appropriate. Fine, Maggie, you're Maggie now. All right. <laughs> See you okay. in hell. Goodbye. See you in hell, Magmar. Super Smash Brothers Ultimate for the Nintendo Switch is a great video game for multiple reasons, but my new favorite reason is Spirit Board. It is a thing in the game that I did not know existed for multiple weeks. Uh, it's interesting. I keep talking to my friends about the different game modes. They're like, I didn't know classic mode existed. I didn't know the shop existed. And I was like, how do you like you just like look around the menus like there, there's a whole bunch of menus like you're playing the game for like hundreds of hours. You'll, you're going to go into the menus at some point. I don't know how I missed Spirit Board until now, but it is the best. Yeah. Um, have you played it at all? I have. It's basically the most direct parallel I can think of is in Melee. There was the challenge mode. Yes. Where like you had battles that were like fight a giant ness in space. <laughs> and, you you know, once you beat him, you might get a trophy or something. Yeah. Um, I think I like it a lot, too, because of the collection aspect. I'm never in my life going to do the Persona fusion of like getting new spirits by sacrificing other ones but i do want to collect a lot of them here's the thing i Um, I did i did the uh spirit fusion summoning whatever it is one time and then immediately went into world of light for a second just to like see what that game was like because i kind of forgot about world of light entirely and the first spirit i went up against was the one that i had summoned and i was like okay so why would i ever use the summoning mechanic if i can just get them through world of light um, yeah, or feed them snacks. Yeah, but anyway, uh, so <laughs> I love your obsession with feeding snacks to spirits. It is the f- weirdest thing, and no one's talking about it. <laughs> feed your spirits. It's a snacks. story that needs to be told. What the fuck is I, Spotlight is, Two? I dropped too many f bombs in this episode. I think it's because I spent a week in Jersey. Yeah, it's, it's probably rubbed it. off of me. Yeah. My 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 Midwestern politeness has to yeah. Soak back. You in. hung out with me two times, which is the problem. Yeah. And I was like, F this, F that crap. And I got on my skateboard and threw up. Yeah. <laughs> and it was beautiful. <laughs> I just almost spit out my water. Yeah. Anyway, talk about spirit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, spirit board. Spirit is that what board. It is? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. So I call my skateboard. <laughs> I, th- I think the, the first thing to say about spirit board is that it's world of light but better and and world of light is essentially a way that you can unlock all the characters that takes forever like 20 to 30 hours or something like bananas um and requires that you go through this game board where you fight spirits who are inhabiting the bodies of other smash fighters and they're like challenges attuned to each of those specifically i'm trying to think of a good example of this there's one that's like you know it, it might make a character metal it might like make gravity slow yeah it might make but they're uh, specifically tuned to the spirit that you're fighting which is kind of rad so like I, I i don't know the name of this one specifically but there was one that was like i think like a fire emblem boss who had a dragon or something so it was like this kind of old guy with red hair and his dragon so when you fight that spirit it's ganondorf and and a charizard and it was like okay cool so you're like taking this character the spirit that is uh, not technically in the game as a playable fighter but like having them embody the closest thing we can like the closest <laughs> approximation we have please tell me why you're laughing i'm laughing because <laughs> you're the whole thing of you fight a big guy with red hair and his dragon is somehow every single nintendo antagonist <laughs> like i got hit by like ganondorf bowser lysander yeah uh, king of Didi probably has red hair under his hat 
um and a dragon somewhere <laughs> yeah that would make sense anyway i'm sorry to cut you off i just i thought that was very funny no it's okay but uh like, the, the thing with with world of light is that you have to do it specifically as the characters that you have unlocked already um yeah it, it just it just feels tedious and and it feels very railroaded um and and just kind of not fun honestly especially like, since you can, can unlock people other ways yeah you know and then to like, have I that not like, carry over to world of light kind of sucks like okay i've unlocked everyone yeah. for every other game mode except world of light so i'm just playing as mario which like, <laughs> sucks it feels like they didn't want to go all out with subspace emissary but still wanted to make subspace emissary yeah. so that's what we get like a diet coke caffeine free version of subspace emissary right uh, that is what it feels like. It's like yeah yeah like I love the I play it just for the cutscene in the beginning. Um, Basically, yeah. And I don't know if there are any more cutscenes. Probably not. Um, no, I do enjoy going um, and unlocking the shops in in World of Light because you can unlock like Beetle's shop from uh, from Zelda, which is hilarious. <laughs> uh, there's like training yeah. dojos that are run by like the Cuttlefish Dad yeah, the from layout, uh, the, from Splatoon. The presentation's awesome. Um, like the world map is really pretty. But yeah, I agree. But Spirit Board's awesome. Yeah. And it's it's basically like what you want from World of Light without what you don't want. Well, okay, wait. So that's that's where I, I bump up against it because the thing that I thought I didn't like about World of Light was that I had to go through all these other spirits to get to what I actually wanted, which was the characters. Now I'm realizing that the true joy of, of World of Light was experiencing those spirit fights, but not having to do it in like a very fucking uh, like paint by numbers kind of way where I'm just going from one to the next to the next to the next to go up against a character to unlock them spirit board what it does is it gives you a grid of i I think it's eight i think or it's either eight or ten potential spirits you can fight at any given time um and it basically just like randomly selects who fills those spots constantly so you'll go up fight against them you either beat them and you get that spirit uh or you lose against them and then that spirit just goes away for a while until they randomly show up on spirit board again but either way that spot remains empty for five minutes. Uh, so you have to wait for five minutes until another randomly generated spirit shows up. Uh, so while you're waiting for that, you go and fight the other spirits. And it is like the best mode to just kind of like tune the fuck out and just like play Smash for for uh, Smash, but like in a fun, interesting way. Like it is, like you said, the the, the challenge mode for Melee times literally a thousand. Like, it's, yeah. like there are so many. And what's really cool this weekend, I didn't realize they were doing this even. There are spirits that are exclusively timed for this weekend that are only there uh, I think I think oh. Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. That are, are those the events they announce in the news? Like this weekend, Fire Emblem yeah. spirits. Are so like, so yeah, those yeah. ones are always available. This weekend is the first time that they're doing like exclusive ones where it's like you can only get the dice block from Mario Party today, um, or oh, okay. you can only get Chain Chomp, um, which is great. Uh, yeah, it's cool. I'm I'm having a great time with it. I it is my new like listening to podcasts or like listening to music thing because I I've been I I told myself I wasn't going to do this but I'm now now that we did our game of the year ranking I'm ranking all the music that I listened to this year um so I've been going through and listening to my catalog of music to rank them uh while playing Sphere Report and it's the best I'm having a great time that's awesome highly recommended yeah it's good that it's good that you found another single player mode that you enjoy because I did kind of miss the like break the targets and uh, yeah. All that stuff from I'm surprised that wasn't in it because I feel like they did such an effort to include everything from the older games that I'm surprised they didn't have that because you had like a uh, escape the void thing in classic mode where you have to like run away from a black hole. It's weird. And it's always the same even for every character. Yeah. And I I miss the break the targets. And uh, what was the other one? There was another mode. You know what I'm talking about? It was break the targets and 
Maybe it was always Escape the Void. <laughs> um, it kind of was. Escape the Void! Giant Ness. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. Classic Mode was was my thing for a while, and then I just I could finish Classic Mode with every character that I wanted to play it as, and then kind of unlocked every character in the game, and it was like, okay, what am I going to do now besides just play online and get my ass kicked? <laughs> and and Spirit Board is, uh, is my new go-to. It's fun. I'm having a great time with That's it. That's awesome. Yeah, I like going to the uh, the vault shop and buying music. And uh, yes, and I, I I just I've been purchasing me fighter costumes for shits and giggles, Same. not knowing the like beautiful array of of customization I now have for my awful me. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited about that. Yeah, um, I made myself a sword fighter. Uh, I think I showed you them. Yes. They're awful. Yeah. But they're also very good. And I mine uh, is a, a Bloodborne style gunner. <laughs> actually we're both kind of bloodborne-esque my guy has like a big uh, yeah. kurt russell santa beard with like a, like a it's the butler cloak mm-hmm. and the cutlass yeah um your me has one of my favorite voices i've ever heard in my life yeah he goes ah uh, ah uh, ah uh. uh. yeah <laughs> mine goes oh yeah yeah um it's very good I just it kind of sums us up yeah i just went through all the voices and just found the strangest one i could pick yeah, yeah. it's very unsettling uh, world of light world of light don't play it play spirit board instead spirit board <laughs> we're out of light cool when i jump back in yeah let's go back to the podcast here we go um hello welcome back we're back nice to see you brendan hey i see you too wow. it's i'm back in chicago yeah my week in in jersey flew by but it was very nice yes it was cool to hang out in in real life yes um oh i do want to mention actually just while i'm thinking about it uh i think you and I have both received a lot of very nice messages about our Goatee episode. Um, thank you to those of you who listened to that. Uh, and, oh, and, yeah, and thank you. It was very long. It. it was very long. I can't believe that so many <laughs> was, of you listened to all of it. <laughs> it was very long and a very different vibe than we usually give off because uh, it's the cl- we, we, we were not angry, but it's the closest I've... It's the most like heated I've ever seen you, which doesn't say... <laughs> it doesn't suggest that you were heated, but you were very stern. Yes. Um, and I was very rude and dismissive. Felt very strongly uh, about Hollow Knight. Yeah. But anyway, listen to that if you haven't yet, or at least if you want to just jump forward to see what our canonical top five are. Yeah. Um, so we, we are here. Um, we, we wanted this segment to just be like our, our greatest regret about that episode, which is that Fortnite was not number one. Um, <laughs> I don't know why I keep making that joke. I, I, it's never really that funny. Because you're the one who likes Fortnite. I know. Too. Like, it's funny how I'm not the one making that joke. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that, what, what I actually want to talk about... Um, for this segment is uh the backlog the 2019 backlog i i backlog. have never done this before but i made like an actual like physical list that is not only just like these are games i want to play which like i think is easy enough to do but it's these are games i want to play with like actual achievable goals for each of them so it's mm. not just like i i want to finish this game or whatever but it's like right. i want to put like at least as much time into these so uh, I thought I'd just run through the list and then talk about some other games I wanted to play and maybe you could go through yours. Is that cool? Yeah, I don't uh, I don't have a tangible list yet, but I can definitely spitball one yeah. uh, after hearing yours. Yeah. So. so just to go down the list, the things I think this might actually this is not in order, but uh, these are just things I want to do. Uh, number one is finish Celeste. I think like Ooh, if there's yeah. anything that the game of the year conversation um really drilled home for me it's like i i have to finish that game i think so that's a game too that i as i say on the episode like it does come to its fullest element once you beat it yeah there are some games that i don't think you have to beat to get the vibe but that game you do i am definitely Um, towards the end um yeah you are you've got like one or two more levels yeah um and it's great Um, i i 
like I said, I've been playing it uh, for the past like week or so in most of my free time when I'm not playing Smash with other people. Um, and it's it's spectacular. I mean, it's it's everything that everybody, including you, has says that it is. Uh, and I highly recommend I'm glad playing you like it. it. Yeah. Yeah, it's wonderful. And what's cool, too, is that if you do beat it and you want more, there's a lot of end game stuff. That's when it gets like especially yeah. hard. Um, I don't think you need to do any of that to say you've experienced the game because that's not story based. It's like just yeah, just platforming. It's something so. that I wanted to mention in the Goaty episode that I I did not, um, and we have not talked about it all as far as I can remember. But have you played the Pico Eight version of that game? No, I haven't. Did you unlock it? What is what is that? Ooh, okay. So um, there's a thing in in game development, like the larger game development community, called Pico Eight, which is a, a uh-huh fictional game console that has never existed but has has its own specs like it is a thing that like you could i guess technically maybe build um but it has its own like limitations and requirements um so a lot of people will do game jams in pico 8 like pico 8 game jams which is like you are making games for this fictional machine that you then emulate on your own computer or whatever uh, or device in celeste in i think the um the the hotel or the the lodge level you can make your way all the way up to the attic and there is a pico 8 in in the attic and if you turn it oh, on oh yeah yeah it's a yeah. small version of celeste which i love like that is a f- <laughs> it is a full ass game like I think that's what it started as wasn't it like i think yes. the, i think the the development of celeste began as like in a game jam it was like a much smaller project yeah that then evolved into what it is now so you can play the um, like you from the main menu of celeste when you turn that game on you can select the pico 8 version once you have unlocked it or once you have found it in the actual game that's awesome it is really long there's a lot of content in there uh the mechanics are just slightly different um kind of yeah. like going from spelunky classic to like what became just spelunky the pico 8 version of celeste is rad but anyway my 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 goal for myself for celeste is just finish it i just have to get to the end yeah i think i think you'll be really happy and there's also um for endgame stuff, there's like it, the it's like a core of the mountain you can get to eventually, and there's also B and C sides for every level where right. it's like harder versions with different music. Um, but again, the the reason why that game is number one is the main default story yeah. that you go through. So I think you'll be very happy to finish it. Yeah. Um, number two, let's go Eevee. I just want to beat the Elite Four. I'm very yeah, close to doing that. Uh, so that's gonna happen soon. Hell yeah. Yeah. So after that, uh, Breath of the Wild is an interesting one i have been meaning to revisit this game i am kind of on i i have some i have some thoughts on on how i want to do this i either want to just go and beat ganon because i'm close enough to the end in my like normal playthrough um i did every single side quest in that game um wow (laughs) but i did not do all the divine beasts and beat ganon uh which is a very strange thing but that is how i tend to play that kind of game yeah, I mean, but I think that's that's also kind of uh, indicative of how like I love Breath of the Wild. That's probably honestly, it's probably my favorite Zelda, and it's one of my favorite games I've ever played. Yeah, same. But the Divine Beasts, as we discussed, are probably the weakest part of it. Yeah, like they're definitely. still fun, but I think that like the rest of the game feels so fresh and new. And Divine Beast does kind of feel like okay, we have to have a Zelda dungeon. Like even the shrines feel better. Yeah, than I the agree. Too. Yeah, um, especially when when so. the shrines are imbued with the ability to level up your stamina or your hearts, and then are also tied to another like secret quest that I won't talk about. Um, but like I felt the greatest sense of urgency and purpose to go find as many shrines as possible to unlock like a secret thing. And and that was what most of my game time was, and I and I loved it. But I have heard that Hyrule Castle and the Ganon fight are both like sick. 
So I, I feel like yeah, I, have to I actually haven't done that, that either. So maybe I'll do that with you because that's a game that again my roommate got for the Wii U uh, when it came out. <laughs> yeah, and I was I played a lot of it, and then his Wii U stopped working, mm. and then I didn't have a Switch. So then I finally got to it. But then when I got a Switch, we had this show, and I was playing a bunch of stuff. So like, yeah. I still haven't had the like soul devotion to Breath of the Wild that I normally would have given it and i'll probably do that too yeah um, so i've been thinking about so. either just doing that or just starting the game from the beginning um mm. which i i think i feel like i would like to have that experience again and i know it I won't be the, the same but like yeah honestly i really like the beginning of the game the great plateau and like waking up like the fact that this game starts you off in like khaki shorts and gives you a stick i love like, that's <laughs> yeah, like it's like, awesome that's the first thing other than the and the sheikah tablet but yeah the nintendo Switch. iconic yeah. game openings like cloud jumping off the train in midgar and link waking up with a stick yeah incredible yeah um after breath of the wild undertale mm. i just got to finish it um again all, all the endings are just one at least one and i'm going to see how i feel at, at the end of that um i will say that yeah the way you're playing it now you're probably going to want to play it again because the first ending doesn't give you anything you really want right um <laughs> i think what what normally happens not to spoil too much i think i have kind of spoiled that game just throughout the show but you play it once you get a certain ending there's actually the biggest variety of endings in what's called the neutral run which like even if you go full pacifist you're going to get a neutral one the first time you play yeah the pacifist ending the true pacifist ending is the big ending that you probably want mm. but the game kind of questions in a very interesting way like when are you satisfied as a player yeah so you, i think if you find that on your own organically you'll you'll have a very interesting experience with that game yeah my goal for myself is is the first ending so i guess the neutral one um and i'll see how i feel after that yeah i, I think so I, again I think i'm very close idea. to the end like all of these games i'm like close to the end of uh and I, yeah. I just need to like do it but you know there are a lot of other games that pop up sure after that uh diablo 3 i just i want to put 15 hours into it because i i have i have put maybe five hours into that game across all the times i've ever tried to play it and i feel like i've never really given it a fair shake even though i have it on like every console that it's available for <laughs> um and i think on switch like it just feels really good i just have to like put some time into it and see if it really like gets its teeth into me i've been having a blast i actually didn't talk about this but i i got diablo 3 from my roommate as a gift i played diablo 3 right when it came out on pc yeah. and like enjoyed it and then stopped playing like everybody else um, but I had heard that they had added a lot of really cool stuff, especially the death expansion that people seem to really enjoy. Yeah. So my roommate got it for me and we played uh, like locally, like cooperatively. And it, it definitely brought me back to playing like Gauntlet Legends on 64. Mm -hmm. Like I just had a blast with it. It's a great game to play and do what I do that you hate when we play Smash Brothers is just like catch up and have heart to hearts. Like why are you something? You hate that when I'm playing Donkey Kong and winning. Yeah, well, yeah, um, I just I hate whenever when anyone beats me as Donkey Kong. That's the thing. <laughs> I have an irrational but hatred of being beaten as Donkey Kong. If you want to play Diablo 3 together, I would love that. Okay. Because um, I, do, I do think that's a game that is best with friends. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. I don't really, I, I don't think I would enjoy it as much solo. Also, I forgot that the game kind of like Into the Breach, because uh, the classes aren't really too customizable. You find a lot of cool armor, but like. If you're playing a wizard or, or demon hunter or whatever, they're tied to one character. Mm -hmm. 
but they do kind of pepper their dialogue in a way that I find very interesting. So like my roommate is a demon hunter who's just like edge lord, like huh, like you know whatever. Yeah, my character's a wizard and she's like very arrogant and upbeat, and I I just love that in any character. Yeah, like she goes like I'm so good at this. This is amazing. <laughs> what <laughs> I did forgot that this game had that tone in it somewhere. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, I would love to play that with you if you want to get in those hours. Yeah, that'd be fun. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is on this list? Oh, uh, I have Near Automata. After uh, oh, talking to you about it, I really want to get more endings in that game because I've seen a lot yeah. of them, but I want to get even more. Um, That's a game I also have to finish. I got up to the. I'm on. I'm on like the third playthrough of it, basically. Yeah. Um, which is an so, interesting one. Yeah, that's where I think gets, a lot like, of people really say that that's yeah. That's where a lot of people say the game kind of starts in many. I mean, that's literally where you see the opening credits, which I think is a brilliant yeah. uh, move on the game's part. Yeah, I just I just want to see more endings for that game. It, I just got to see what's up. I also, at, again, I mentioned this during the Goatee episode. I feel like that game is going to come out for Switch at any moment. I don't know. Again, no rumors, nothing. I just feel that like in the cosmos, like it's coming. And the last one on my kind of backlog thing, uh, which I've talked about a lot, is Persona 5. I just I just have to I just have to like really put a lot of time into it. Um but I'm waiting again for like a good snow day in like January, February. <laughs> a good snow week. Yeah. Like well, a, I mean just um, to like get that get over that hump that'll like really feel like diving in, you know what I mean? Right, right. Um but th- that's all the stuff that I have not played that I or, or sorry, all the stuff that I've either started or whatever that I, I would like to get more time into. Do you have any games like that before I talk about things that I haven't played that I need to play? My like 2018 Yeah, regrets. I do. I had a uh I have a list here um that I was writing as we were talking about stuff. So, as I said before, I just wrote games that are coming out this year that I'm really excited yeah. for. New Mainline Pokémon, Kingdom Hearts 3, New Fire Emblem, Animal mm-hmm. Crossing, probably being the top tier of that. Um uh, my backlog is I want to finish God of War, as we have painfully discussed in our Game of the Year uh-huh. episode. Uh, so that will happen. I do also want to finish Nier Automata. That's a game that I that I um, absolutely adore. That I want to go through. I think I I took a nice break from it once I got you know because I got the first three endings pretty quickly. And if I've learned any lesson from Persona Five, it's to not burn myself out on a game right away. Yeah. You know, like. Even though I love that game, like I think I would have enjoyed it more if I savored it a bit more. I also want to get more into Breath of the Wild. So we actually are are pretty aligned with Nier oh, and nice. Breath of the Wild. Um I wanna beat Persona 3. Um mm-hmm. that was one that I picked up. I got Fez for PS2. I I beat five, and then a year later I went to replay five and I was like, you know what? Let me play the other games. So I got Persona 4, I finished four, I got three. I don't know what I was doing that month, but I guess it was that uh, I got three and I got like about halfway through three and then kind of tapped out. I am not enjoying three as much as the other two, but I'm enjoying it enough that I want to see yeah. where the story goes. <clears throat> and I think it'd be interesting to talk about uh, if, if only for the show to talk about three as you are playing. Five. Yeah, that'd be fun. So another game, uh, my friend Chris who listens, Chris, if you're listening, hello. Uh, he texted me and said, uh, have you ever played Pyre, which is that um, like fantasy yeah, soccer Supergiant. game that Supergiant? Yeah. Um, he said it's the most Stephen Hilger game I've Whoa. ever played in my life. Um, so 
I or maybe not that superlative, but he said it's incredibly Stephen. I would not have pegged that, but um, that's interesting. I'm ex- I, I, <laughs> I, it's I, I'm always fascinated by what people associate my brand with, so I am both scared yeah. and intrigued. But I love Supergiant. I'm actually amazed that I haven't picked this game up yet. So that's yeah, on my awesome. list of like games to pick up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's that's basically it. I, I, there's definitely more. Um, I just I'm drawing a blank right now. I have a lot of stuff on the PS4 that I could probably get more into. Um, but I also don't want to say it now in case like it doesn't click. Because usually, like if a game doesn't yeah. click, we don't talk about it. You know, like um, so. Yeah, I also have a lot of stuff on. I'm just like going to sleep <laughs> suddenly. Like, um, but yeah, that's my backlog. Beat God of War. Finish near get more to breath of the wild beat persona three oh, yeah. and check out pyre that's the immediate yeah. back uh, I, i'll add my games that i have to check out that i have not played any of yet uh real quick uh we i mentioned this during goatee but return of the Oberdin. oh yeah i, yeah, same, to I want to add that, that like that right game now. is so extremely yeah. my shit uh the fact that i haven't played it just upsets yeah. me i have to do that um another game that is extremely my shit and i am pissed that i didn't play is uh tetris effect for psvr oh yeah yeah, um, I have a PSVR headset. I use it um, infrequently, but did put like 100 hours into Skyrim VR um, and have played a bunch of other games in there uh, and have watched entire seasons of television in the Hulu app for VR. I like the PSVR headset more than I thought. Tetris Effect, everybody says is amazing. I love Tetris. Uh, I love the developers. They made uh, Res and Luminous and like every good rhythm music game or puzzle game for the past couple of years. Uh, Oh, I love yeah. it. Res is one well, of my favorite games. They teamed up to make ever. a Tetris game yeah. in VR. So, like, I, I have to do that. Um, it's great. Go. And the last yeah. one is uh, one that you mentioned that I forgot about and wish that I had played, which is Donut County, which I want to play on iOS. Yeah. An- another game I want to get more into is uh, Monster mm-hmm. Hunter once the DLC is out. Um, so, again, this is this is all subject to change, and especially with what we talk about on the show. But that's sort of a personal list yeah. of stuff to catch up on. Um, yeah, a lot of good stuff. I, I'm hoping in a weird way that this year is less like insanely good just so we have more time to like <laughs> I hope twenty nineteen sucks. <laughs> just do anything else. Yeah, I well at least in terms of like how much I mean already there's a lot of yeah. great games coming out, but I just hope it's a bit less uh or I don't know. What we can go at our own pace. Yeah. There's no pressure. I think new to, Super Mario Brothers and Kingdom Hearts three both come out this month. So whoops. Kingdom Hearts three comes out at the end of the month, yeah. Um, I'm excited. I'm really excited to hear about what you think of it more than I even am to play it, oddly enough, because I know you've routinely said that you're at a zero, like you're not going to believe yeah. it till you've finished mm-hmm. it. I think that's what your words were. And I'm I'm kind of indifferent to the series. Like I, I liked them a lot, but it's interesting. I think that uh, not to generalize, but I feel like a lot of people their gateway into final fantasy was kingdom hearts. And I think yeah. that if, if that was your gateway, that's, that's going to make it like much higher on your list of like cherished games. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, my gateway is FF seven. And I, and that's why I was like really excited to see cloud. I'm like, okay, so clouds clouds with goofy. Now this is good. I just enjoyed <laughs> the, like, I, I really, I really do think that they mesh well, oddly enough. I think mean, that the self importance of final fantasy and the goofiness of Disney are yeah. like the perfect cocktail. I completely agree. It's incredible. The scene where Goofy gets hit in the head with a oh, rock. Oh, and dies momentarily. <laughs> and then you then you fight a thousand heartless with the cast of FF7 yeah. is incredible. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite moments in the good. game. 
that he's like, oh, okay, yeah. happens all the time. I'm like, first of all, great goofy impression on my part. Second of all, yeah, it's weird. I've never been more, so burnt out and excited by a series simultaneously in my life. Yeah, like, that, that I have no right. interest to go back and like play the other games that I missed. But at the same time, all I want to do is play three. So we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Um, should we wrap up? Let's wrap up. Okay. Well, 2019 is here. It's off to a good start. Oh, yeah. I keep forgetting this episode will be out in 2019. Yeah, I don't think our energy matches the new year yet. We're still on that weird interim period of like December 30th. Right. (laughs) Everyone's favorite day. Quite literally. Sunday, December 30th. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. Hey, thanks everybody who listened. Um, 2019 is here and exciting. Hopefully you are also here and excited. Thanks, as always, for listening yes. and for writing a review. Uh, and if you haven't written a review and you want to help the show, that does help a lot. Sharing, obviously. But most importantly, listening is is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're so happy that people have been listening. Um, I'll throw this out there. I think in the new year, we're both open. We said this before, but we're both open to kind of um, experimenting with the formula and kind of changing up like how we do things on the show. Yeah. Um, so if... If any of you have any recommendations on like games you maybe think we'd like or or at least just like how like what and how we talk about if that's a phrase um we're open to all suggestions really yeah. um and see see how that plays out um not that we're really like looking to change it up too much but I'm also like open to grow if that's if that's sort of where the year takes us yes i am also open to grow I don't know why that messed me up. Um, <laughs> that that gave more fodder for the theory that you're like a, a Google assistant that has gained sentience and I'm just doing this show with. And I was like, Brendan, hang up the phone. Yes, I am also able to grow. <laughs> Nothing would make me happier than learning in 2019 that I am actually a Google assistant. <laughs> that would make things so much easier for me, I think. And I'm Bonzi buddy. Yeah, I think that adds up. <laughs> I'm a malware that has become a a purple gorilla. <laughs> yeah, nothing was like more the embodiment of a Trojan that you've willingly installed onto your own computer than Bonsai Buddy. Than Bonsai Buddy, yeah. Then like a cartoon entering your screen, be like, "Hello, how can I help you? Do you want to send an email from your Yahoo address?" Yeah, kind of like this is the yeah. future. Like somebody else trying to like add a character to the to the ranks of like Clippy and like the magician, but like somehow mm. fucking it up. <laughs> I loved the the magician was my favorite. I used him solely on Microsoft Word. Yeah, I miss Clippy. My new backlog is to go back to Microsoft Word ninety six and use every Office assistant and then rank them at the end of twenty nineteen. I wonder if there's an emulator for Windows ninety five. Like, could we make this happen? <laughs> I use the world assistant, just like Earth. You know that? Oh, yeah. 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 There's the cat and the dog, the world, the magician. They sound like tarot cards. (laughs) (laughs) You got reverse clippy. It means that you're not necessarily helping, but you might need assistance. What can I help you with? I'm looking this up because this is how this episode needs to end, I guess. Clippy. (laughs) I typed in clippy wizard cat dog Microsoft, and hopefully that'll. Clippy.js. Add Clippy or his friends to any website for instant nostalgia. Wow. That sounds like a virus. Clippy, Merlin, Rover, Lynx. Lynx the cat. That's Mm. who it was. Yeah, the cat was good. 
I'm like a germaphobe for viruses. So I'm just like sitting on the edge of my seat. Like, Brandon, what website are you on that you can yeah, you drag Clippy around? You can't yeah. get viruses on your iPhone. Just a heads up. I have a droid. It's just a virus brick. Oh, yeah, you're fucked. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm fine. Thanks for listening. My name is Brendan Bigley. You can find me on the internet at Brendan Bigley. <laughs> I'm Stephen Hilger. You can find me at Stephen Hilger. Have a wonderful start to your new year. Yes, don't get any viruses. Don't get any viruses. <laughs> Goodbye. Shit, what what was that thing you said once? Oh man. It just just the intonation of don't get any viruses. Don't get any viruses. <laughs> it's very similar to something you said once. <laughs> oh, it's um <laughs> uh shit. Oh, it was it was a uh, Pokemon, but you only collect rocks. You just get rocks oh. this time. You just get rocks. You, just get rocks. you name the rocks. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> you just get rocks this time. You pick you up the rocks. rocks. You name the you rocks. Name the rocks. <laughs> you just get. That has to be the melody of something. It's way too catchy. It's like some like Nick Jr. show. Mm-hmm. That's like a Gullah Gullah have, Island. My dog, Gracie, she's half Pitbull, half Lab. She's very expressive. Yes. And she is, like, very human eyes. Mm -hmm. So when I see her, I go, the dog with human eyes, (laughs) which is just the long and winding road. online.